This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. He's got to go. It grieves me that he's on our books absorbing all that money when we could have someone decent on that money. Penalty! That is a massive decision! And with Gianfranco Zola, I feel that Knockout is looking for this penalty. Penalty, penalty, penalty. Just a bit of an end of season kind of uh, wrap up. Got a list of questions. Um, I say a list. A couple of questions for you for you guys. One of them will be the same question for each of you. Um, the way I kind of see it working is if we do you one at a time. You're more than more than welcome to stay on if you want. Once we're done with you, uh, if you if you want to stay on mute or whatever, or if you want to get on with your lives, and that's absolutely fine. Leave that up to you. Don't don't get stressed out over it. But yeah, that's that's it, guys. It's just a bit of fun little bit of a chat Watford fans to Watford fans um, and a bit of a sum up of of the season really right um, so David we've got some questions for you lined up firstly thank you very much for joining us um, on this end of season special Um, thank you for having me hey no worries mate no worries so um First question from me, sum up the season for me in your, in your own words. I know it's been difficult with COVID and uh, and that, but how how's the season been for you as a as sort of an overall? Well, I think to start with, I mean, overall, it's obviously it's ended in the best way and we've gone straight back up again, which is great. But I think from the start, you know, way the way through, I think it started off, you know, results were good, but the football not so. 
Um, and then we obviously had that uh, dip uh, for the, like, the QPR game, the Coventry game, where it sort of like hit rock bottom, I guess. Um, the Coventry game especially wasn't great. And then, um, yeah, and then we, we sort of like turned it around. And, um, you know, other than the other than the game at Kenilworth Road, which won't look to on too much, it's, uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> and really obviously, you know, the Norwich game was, you know, I don't think any of us really expected to go to Carrow Road and play the way we did. I'd have settled for a point. Um, but to come away with uh, three points and play the brand of football we did straight from the straight from the off, and uh, we just had them on the back foot the whole game pretty much. And uh, yeah, you know the Millwall game was a bit nervy, but that was understandable really. But they got over the line, and considering everything that's going on, you know, no fans, it couldn't have been easy for the guys really. So hats off to them. Really pleased, over the moon. Can't wait to get back in the stadium. So yeah, bring on next season. Yes, mate, absolutely, yeah. Um, leads it into it very nicely just on next season. How do you uh, how do you see next season panning out? What do you think we need to do with regards to, to, to trying to get the team obviously safe and secure first and foremost in the Premier League? Yeah, I think I think you know we've got a good nucleus of players. Um, we've got a, you know we've got some really strong players in there already. Uh, Chalabar, Hughes, you know, Sar Pedro. Um, you know, obviously we've got some good keepers as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see who starts the season in goal, actually, Batman or Foster, because mm. you know, they're both uh, fantastic keepers. Didn't realise how good Batman was, actually. You know, hadn't seen him that much, really, uh, before he came in. So, um, but um, yeah, I think we need to strengthen in certain areas. I think a, another striker would be good. Um, I think we're quite, you know, obviously, Siri Alta, it'll be uh, interesting to see how he gets on. But uh, I'm very confident that he'll... He'll take the Premier League by storm, really, and um, he just seems uh, an absolute man mountain of a defender and uh, so solid, hardly put a foot wrong. So, yeah, I just think, you know, a few signings. I don't think they need to go over the top. They've got a, a nucleus there of a really good, strong side. So I can see us uh, being all right. Yeah, I can see us being all right. I don't think we'll hopefully won't struggle too much. But um, we'll have our ups and downs like Watford always do. But I think we'll yeah, be okay. And uh, just get uh, just get a few strewed signings in. I think the Pozos are very good at that. You know, they've got scouts all over the world. And um, I think, uh, you know, we'll get some good players in. And I think we'll be all right. It's a good, you know, it's um, very important to start, you know, start well. You know, the first four or five games. They always say the first ten games define a season. So especially in the Premier League. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, really looking forward to it. It's just a shame it's three months away, but at least we've got the Euros in between, I suppose. Yeah, we've got England to uh, cheer us all up, haven't we, and for the months <laughs> uh, leading up to the season. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I yeah. think, look, you, you summed that up brilliantly. For the, for the for me, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the uh, the basis is there for, it, for a decent side. I, I do think um, we do have to spend some money because I think there are, there are a few shortcomings, maybe... You know, when you look at the subs bench, have we really got players that are going to come on and change games currently? Yeah. An, there's an argument there. Um, I know Justin's a big fan of Andre Gray. And yeah, Andre massive, success. mate. Yeah, I, I hope, <laughs> yeah. He, I hope he signs another five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Justin's got to pay his wages. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no but chance. no, um, no, excellent, mate. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't disagree with that at all. And, and finally, so the, the last question I've got, and it, it's one that everyone that we speak to on this podcast today, um, I want to ask them because I just want to get a feeling for where they are as individuals about this, uh, this, this, this person. And that's Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney's the, the captain, if you like, uh, of, of the side. He's obviously coming towards the, the end of his career. But where do you see uh, Troy's future? Well, I think um, I think he'll certainly start the season at Watford. I think was he got a year left on his contract? I think. Um, I think um, you know he's 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 quoted as saying he doesn't want to be 
on the bench, seen on the bench. But I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? You know, he's obviously, what is he, 32 now? But, you know, I think a fit Troy Deeney is a real asset to us. And, uh, you know, he is he is Watford, isn't he? You know, if you open him up, he's got uh, yellow and black blood, I guess. But, um, apart from his Birmingham tattoo. Yeah, apart from his tattoo, but you never see that because. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think I think he'll stay. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he starts the season, but I, you know, but if he starts the season in the first in the first eleven or on the bench, but yeah, I think a fit Troy Deeney is still a major asset for us. I mean, he's only thirty-two, so he's you know he's he's still got a few years ahead of him. So um, I hope he stays. I hope uh, I hope he gets a chance. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the guy. I think he's, he's he's an absolutely fantastic servant to Watford. He gets a lot of stick. Some of it justified, some of it not. But, um, you know, you can't fault his commitment to Watford. And um, I'm sure the majority of fans would agree with that. And, uh, yeah, I hope he stays. And I hope he stays fit. And I hope he hits the ground running next season. And uh, I hope he starts, personally. Cool. Good stuff. Well, David, uh, thank you very much for your time. One last question before you go. What do you think of Luton? Um, well, I could... Um... You could just say... <laughs> I've got the, well, I've got the swear that's, button. That's, it's that's fine. That's a mild way of putting it. You yeah, are, yeah. You are. You are. You're, you're quite. If I say, <laughs> Justin, start pressing. I'll just cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just... it's, it's actually, uh, but the ground as well, isn't it? The ground is just. It is like a. It's like. Um, I think. I think I heard someone say once, like a garden shed of a ground, isn't it? It's like. But um, I've actually. I actually played there a few years ago um, when it was um, artificial. I actually played there with my brother's team, and um, even then. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, don't like it. Don't like them. Brilliant. David, <laughs> thanks for your time, buddy. You're Legend. Welcome. No Much worries at all, guys. Thanks, buddy. David. Take care. Cheers, thanks David. Thank you. Hi, this is Marlon King, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Um, up next, I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's the Pitch. Yay! Amazing Yay. stuff. Love it. How are you, Pitch? You good? I'm. I'm very well, mate. Especially after a certain promotion has. Um, been confirmed yeah i'm absolutely over the moon fella definitely and um thank you very much once again for having me on always um always like to dip in when i can just to say i mm-hmm. but yeah no you work really hard on that mate so well done it's it's, it's really good and plus yeah, you've cheap. decorated your your living room in such a way that you know my missus would never put up with that <laughs> no uh, that's that's why my missus is um the best ever because she's let me do that so I'll, I'll give her credit for that <laughs> She definitely takes credit for that. That's the extent of mine yeah, there. Right. Two scarves. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's good enough, mate. <laughs> so, Pitch, um, just really, mate, just honest, just a, a catch up end of season because you know we haven't had a chance to um, to see each other at, at grounds. Uh, you know, mm. the Vic and around the country, it's been hard. And you know, this is this has probably given us all a, a, a little platform to, to stay communicated. So, me and Justin wanted just to touch base with a few, you know, a few fans, fellow fellow minded people. Um, just to sit, really, just to sort of round it up, you know how how you've seen it going. So just give us your um, give us your thoughts on on the season as a as a, an overall. Yeah, um, I was full of hope and promise actually at the start of the season. Anyway, I thought that you know we had to right the wrongs of the season before. I was bitterly disappointed. You know, I was very critical of Giraldi and Scott and you know the the way they handled things. You know, I said that this uh, before the start of the season that Pearson should have stayed on and you know, I think he would have got us promoted uh, the signing of Ivic uh, when Ivic came in I thought yeah no it's not too bad let's you know he's known in you know his previous clubs for stacking the deck at the back and keeping keeping a tight tight ship at the back and very disciplined I thought that's just what we needed sort of similar sort of Pearson-y sort of 
discipline there and uh, it looked like it was going okay okay we beat the scum as well so that was he got he should have been knighted for that in itself anyway but (laughs) it's already ready it's right right next to the ramage one that's being planned as well mate um (laughs) and um yeah i thought you know the way we were going the signings were pretty decent as well there was still the jury's out with that but it was just the the football that he was playing nearer the time you know we we're running out of ideas especially going forward you know and it's very conservative and you know it, we got no problem and i said this a few times as well if we were winning one nil every game and playing poorly it wouldn't have mattered anyway because we we're getting the points and we can just you know when we get promoted we can just you know go a bit attacking and sort of go for it but it got to the point around commentary you know, just before commentary and obviously when he went, that it just it was just absolutely shocking around December time. Oh, it was really game. poor. But... I think me and Justin said at the time it was it was beyond it was nothing, poor. was it? it? Nothing. It was just dreadful. Yeah. Dreadful, yeah. dreadful, dreadful, dreadful to watch. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, at the, the start of the season, as as you know, uh, David said before, it's everyone had that kind of had that hope and promise, and it, it just never panned out. And um, I think you, you touched on something there that I'd kind of I'd react to, and it was. Um, the ownership and what they were doing behind the scenes. There, there was a massive point for me that they'd lost all, you know, connection with the fans, basically. And and at, and at one point, it it was looking a bit dicey. It was looking like, you know, there's going to be a bit of a, a kick up here from from fans because I wasn't on my own. You know, you've just said it. I know me and Justin have had conversations about it before. It was really, yeah. really poor. What what do you think changed? I mean, I know the managers come in and and put an, an ethos into that dressing room. Do you think it's just down to that, or have the owners kind of gone? Well, actually, maybe we, you know, maybe we we we've handled the situation wrong. Well, firstly, I because I, like I say, I was critical of the owners. I first say I'll tip my hat off to them, and I've said that plenty of times now that you know they got the decision right. They got it wrong with Ivic long term. They got it spot on with him. We said when around the commentary game, because of all the hoo-ha on social media and everyone criticising, including me, that the best thing they need to start with is the the team to win games. If the team the team win games, then people we're all we're all fickle in our own little way, even including myself. You seem to brush it aside and sweep it under the carpet a bit when the team's doing well. You kind of uh, band-aid over the problems you know, in, in some ways as well when, you know, the team is doing well. I think um, the catalyst for that of the change was, and they mentioned it on the Hive where they're all the, t- I think Klebs did it, where they had a meeting and they sort of had a heart to heart, put all the, you know, put it, lay it all out on the table and say, look, what is going wrong here? What are we all individually doing wrong? And what can we do to put it right? And I think it worked to a T, you know, they all sort of bought into what Isco was doing. And they all just seem to sort of say, right, how are we going to get out of this situation is basically all to work together. You know, if we start winning, we start playing well, showing a bit of passion, showing a bit of guts, and the fans will get on side a bit more. You know, social media will explode a bit more with positivity. And then we'll all be, you know, be um, cheering and sort of working in the right direction, you know, in the same direction. And uh, it seemed to, at the end, it seemed to culminate in all of that. And you could see, right, you know, the celebrations at the end, uh, you know, the last three games, you know, with all the fans that it sort of galvanised galvanized us again, which something that, say, three or four months before that would you never thought would be possible. I mean, I think that's a massive, um, a, a massive point going into next season. I think they've really got to hit the ground running. They really need to get that togetherness. And it, it, it's important now that the players that they bring in, and, I, and I've said it already, but they need to spend money. But they need to bring the right player in, not just technically, but, you know, as a, as a, a worker, you know, and, and wants to get on board with it. Because that's always a danger. And it would be such a shame for us to go through everything we've just been through, have the season we've just had, just to go and naff it up next season by bringing the wrong people in. So I think, they, I think 
this summer is a big summer, massive summer. Just on the back of that, and, and this is something I've asked, um, I say everyone, one person before you, <laughs> but Troy Deeney, I know he's a legend, um, and I know I know where you know a lot of fans sit. Where where are you with, with Troy Deeney and his, his future at Watford? Firstly, um, David made up some good points when he was asked this question. Um, my personal opinion is he's not going to be a starter. I'd lo- I love the guy. He's a Watford legend. What he's done for the club. You know, he's stuck by us. OK, we stuck by him, but he's been absolutely fantastic for us. A leader on and off the pitch, a nice guy. All those things you can tick off off the list with Troy Deeney. Um, me personally, if he, you know, he stated in the press recently in the last week or so that he doesn't want to be a bit part player, whether or not that was true and he was misquoted or quoted properly, you know, we never know. But if that is the case, then I think under 23s will probably be a perfect fit for him. Get him coaching, get his coaching badges done. He can write for, I won't mention the paper, he can write for that paper. And also talk sport, I can completely understand why he's doing that. For absolute fair play to him. Looking at avenues away from the game as well. You know, from what I've listened Probably to... And looking talk- at Laura Woods as well. Well, yeah, well, fair, fair enough, mate. I mean, that's the, that's the wages in itself, isn't it? So um, that's probably his wages. Um, but what he's doing at TalkSport, from what I've listened to, he's doing a really good job there as well. You know, he's very straight talking. He says says what he feels. And that's what... I think that's what a lot what TalkSport what need as well for, you know, sort of punditry. And a player, someone who's actually played the game on the levels that he's already done. So, yeah, no, all this stuff that he's done out of uh, doing out of the game, I'm really, you know, I've got no problem with. As in, as in playing, I mean, it'd be fantastic if he starts, but I think you can see the way we were playing, and this is not meant to knock him, the way we were playing near the end of the season, we kind of shifted the way we played without Troy. And it's not necessarily Troy's fault. It's when you've got a big sort of target man up front and every team's done it, you kind of go play, try to play a certain way but if you haven't got the players to work alongside him, it's not going to work. And I think when he came out the side, unfortunately for him, we shifted it a little bit, the style of play. And it, it seemed to suit where Isco is trying to put us going forward for a long term, I think. One thing that we didn't ask David, which perhaps we should have done, is uh, Ashley Young. How do you feel about the potential return of Ashley Young? I think it's, absolutely, I think it's great because I, I, him and Milner, I've stated as getting those two in as experienced heads. He wants to come, as far as we know. I'd love to see Youngie come back. You know, I don't expect him, and I've said these to people because they think, because I've said Ashley Young, that we're, I'm expecting us to sign four or five 35-year-olds, but that's not the case. It's every team that goes gets promoted needs experienced heads on top of what you actually buy them at 30-game-plus players, and Youngie would be a perfect fit for that because he could, he, you know, we, if we can get 10, 15 games out of him, it's a fantastic signing. And I think, that, because he's a local lad as well, that's another thing. That's another um, thing to get excited about. And it, like I said, he's, he's still be he's still good. Look, we're signing a guy that say was it two two three years ago was going to the World Cup mm. as a left back. Mm. You know the guy's versatility as well, just which won, will help us. Syria, right? he's just won a championship in Italy. So, you know, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. What more do you want at the end of the day? Yeah, we're get, we're basically getting an, an ex England left back who's a current Serie A winner. So yeah. on a free. Okay, his wages, people say his wages, but when we buy these other players, you know, what aren't they going to be on big wages? So you're not actually paying a fee with Youngie if he does come. So, you know, it's a free for that type of player. And I think it's a great signing if he comes. I agree. Okay. Superb. I agree. Superb. Excellent. It's been absolutely fantastic having you on. Love the stuff you do on TMA. Um, Thank you. Keep it, keep it going. Well done. Yeah, I mean, you are, I think, the hardest working social media Watford person having three shows a week. Doesn't know, anyone that doesn't know Pitch uh, it may only, you know, if you, but 
he's probably the most recognisable Watford supporter out there, I would say. I don't know why. No, I don't either. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's what is it? Three times a week you go live? About that, yeah. Three or four, yeah, yeah. Mental, (laughs) I don't know how my missus puts up with it. No, I don't either. She's amazing. (laughs) Good man, Pidge. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. It's been great. No, it's been an absolute honour, guys. Thank you ever so much, guys. Thank you. Cheers, Pidge. Hi, this is Amin Abdi, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Yeah, slightly different for you, George. So I just want to get uh, a bit of a... You're from a different breed of supporter, I would say. You're... Um, how, old, how old are you? 19. 19. Wow. I wish I was 19. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm more curious. I know, obviously, we haven't we haven't been to um, to any games this season. Well, a couple, but obviously not not properly. In your time as a Watford supporter, give me the top your top three away days and why. Top three? Well, that's a hard question. I know, man. I'm um, throw them out there. That's what that's what I do. I'm a oh. reporter. <laughs> Since um, when? <laughs> so one of them. It's all oh, right. I'm not doing it in any particular order. Okay, but that's fine. I'll, I'll leave up to you. No pressure. Of course, one of them's got to be the Wolves semi-final. It's technically the away day. All right. I'll let you have that. But neutral ground. But... It's, yeah, it's a neutral ground, but it's, it was just an insane day as a whole, wasn't it? Probably My second favourite, probably always Crystal Palace. That's a good old game. I don't know in particular which one. But just, going, you mean all... going, going to Palace on the train? Yeah. Down in it's just, okay. a, it's yeah, just a general that. good day every year. All year yeah, I've round, lost, I've lost many a friend uh, at the end of a Crystal Palace <laughs> game, and then found picked him up again at a tube station. Holly <laughs> O'Brien, if you're listening, <laughs> oh, I can't. Don't mind a Brighton away. That's a funny day Brighton usually. Away. Yeah, that's a good Brighton. day out. You get the seaside, and we've um, again. It's about the. Uh, I mean, it's slightly different for, for you, Joel. You're, you're a bit younger, so you go down with yeah. the up. You go down to the RGB. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's slightly different. Oh. All right then. So, um, just on a, a, a question that we've, we've asked the other two, Troy D, yeah. where are you with Troy? Don't get me wrong. Most people I know know my answer on him. I absolutely love the man to bits. He's an absolute icon. But for, since since Agarlo's gone, he ain't been prem at all. He shouldn't be in the prem. And that's my opinion. People might hate me for it, but I haven't right. liked his absolutely. style. No, of play. but they can't because this is this is a podcast about opinions. And yeah, have an opinion. Right, okay. I, I ha- there isn't really an answer, but yeah, exactly. See, like in my opinion, I haven't really liked him enough as a footballer since agarlo has gone. As um, I think uh, Pidge said as well, he always needs somebody to help him out. And as soon so as Agarlo, so are you saying that he's not had a partner that can get the best out of him since Agarlo? Yeah, in my opinion, okay. because there was as soon as Agarlo left, we had like I think it was like three or four seasons where I think Kapu ended up having some good goal-scoring seasons. Then Decore had some goal-scoring seasons, and they're both CDMs. That's my opinion on it. But since since Agarlo's gone, nah, he hasn't had enough help, in my so, opinion. So basically what you're saying is, and I'm not, I don't want to put words in your in your mouth, if, if he was to be sold during the summer, you wouldn't have a problem with it? For the footballing-wise, I wouldn't care at all. Because in my opinion, he doesn't, he doesn't bring anything to the table now. He used to in the championship when I used to watch him, like six, seven years ago now, is it? Championship, from what I can remember, he used to win every ball in the air. And now he just doesn't. He wins nothing. He's always the one just getting tumbled over every week. Strong. I like it. Well, 
No, 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 no. I, I agree, but I think you know. Once, once we've said it many times. As soon as he came out of the team, we started scoring goals and winning games. And you know, you, exactly that. You know, you can't have someone. You can't just pick someone on their name and reputation if it's going to disturb the harmony of the team. And and that's clearly what was happening. You know, as soon as he got injured and we started playing four three three, and he wasn't involved anymore, the goal started going in. And, exactly. You know, yeah, it's it's not a coincidence in my opinion. The game now is a fast played game, and he's not fast. We all know that. We've known that for years. You need somebody like Ismail Assar. Don't get me pace, wrong. He isn't. Yeah, exactly. Pace, pace up front is all you need now. And Deedee just hasn't got it. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I'm there. I'm there with you there. All right, George. Well, um, next season, obviously, we're back in the Premier League. Um, yep. what are your expectations the next season where do you think we can finish what do we need to do if, if we do keep Isco Munoz which it does look like we are because he's got he's getting his coaching badges now isn't he yeah he, he has but he basically yeah. it's a dispensation that he's got in my opinion if we still have him and we make a couple of good signings like especially a striker um <laughs> just somebody, just a goal scorer. Could be. Right. All right, we could, we could we could probably empty the strike the striking department out and refill it completely. Well, exactly. We yeah. I mean, that's where I'm. I'm just going to say it, guys. Let's keep Jao Pedro, but the rest of them, I, yeah. I, well, no, yeah, but then I don't necessarily like Jao Pedro as a as a striker. I've said that. I, 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 I see Pedro as a left winger. Yeah, I don't. That's my opinion. See him as a striker, but I, I'd like to maybe you know chance our arm a little bit and. Um, I don't know, but that's that's me being maybe over the top. I mean, if if I had to keep one of them, honestly and truthfully, it, would, it probably would be Deeney. Yeah, yeah. Out, out of all of the lot, out of all of our strikers, it'd be Deeney yeah. for me as well. Mm. Because, but because <laughs> probably what he brings, what he brings off the field more than potentially. Yeah, more like the mentality as, side as a, of it. Yeah, yeah. As, 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 as getting among people. Um, David mentioned at the very beginning about goalkeepers. I think the goalkeeping situation is particularly interesting because. Um, mm. No goalkeeper that was in the squad this season has really done anything wrong to not get an opportunity next yeah. season. But I can also see Watford maybe strengthening that department as well. I don't know. I could I could be completely wrong, but I think there's I think there's lots of changes there. But go on then, George. So what I want from you: Where are we going to finish in the league next season? I think I think around a fourteenth, around a fourteenth. Take that, snap your arm off now, and hit you with the wet end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about fourteen. I take that absolutely. So would I. I take. I take seventeenth. <laughs> Seven, yeah, as long as you finish in seventeenth and comfortably, there's nothing worse than creeping out on the final day of the season to seventeenth. Really, I mean, yeah. Derby, for example, they uh, oh, yeah. and their yeah, celebrations. That was nasty. Wasn't <laughs> that was I nasty. Really got away with one there. Yeah. Oh, I, I, not to go off topic. Am I right in saying that they're potentially looking at a points deduction? Yeah, for yeah, overspending. Yeah, Wickham might be staying up. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. 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 I hope it's they do. Good, it? <laughs> George. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you at an away day uh, very soon, probably with a flare or some stickers. Maybe. <laughs> he's one of them, is he? Uh, <laughs> you know, Justin loves a flare. I so... hate a flare. <laughs> I'm not a fan of a flare. I, I, hopefully at Bournemouth away. <laughs> Bournemouth away. Oh, no, I don't want Bournemouth to come up. I do not want Bournemouth to come up. I say this no, now. Neither do I, really. Barnsley, no. Barnsley, yeah. Barnsley all the way, yeah. Barnsley or Swansea I'll tell you why I'll tell you why very quickly Um, Bournemouth I don't want them to come up because they're all bags and they deserve to stay down Um, Brentford I don't want to come up because I want to raid half their squad yeah 
uh, Ivan Tony, please. Players. Yeah. Oh, mate. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, Swansea, they're not, they, sh- they should be in the league anyway. Um, <laughs> and, and Barnsley, why not? Yeah, you know? give Barnsley. Yeah, exactly. Underdogs. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. George, good man, George. Coming on, mate. I hope that wasn't too prickly for you. That was all right. No uh, worries. And I'll probably see you in the pub in the next couple of days. Yep. See you later. Cheers, George. All right, mate. Top man. Thank you. See you. Bye. Hi, this is Peter Kennedy, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Dave has probably gone to put a patsy <laughs> in the microwave. And thought, oh, I'll just, I'll oh, wait, just oh, no. here. He's here. Oh, here there he we is. go. There he is. I've unmuted myself. There That's it. Go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Right. Can I give you my three favourite away games first? Great. Oh, hey, hello. Yeah. Here he goes. Yeah. Right. I'm going back to the 70s here. That's all right. I'm up for that. Yeah. 1977, when we won 1-1 to Man United. Two Luther Bissett headers in the cup. That was a good day, was it? That was a fan. Well, I don't remember much about it, but I was up there with my dad. <laughs> uh, the other one was we beat them up the road 4 0. Yes, I was there. Yes, brilliant that day. One, that was cool. The promotion game at Brighton. Oh, we yeah, won 2 0. Yeah. yeah, the promotion. And I got a stick one in. It's got to be Blackpool away because I've got family collections. Nice. So and every time we play Blackpool away, we have a good night stay out. Stay up there as well, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I've gone to Blackpool, the weather's been sh- Doesn't matter, to... still get a good night out. Yeah, mm. I used to go into, uh, what's the bar there, the Manchester. And then all of it, I didn't realise what it was. And at 10 o'clock, I'll tell Justin this actually. Go on. At 10 <laughs> o'clock, the, uh, this like, light goes off. All this, I think it was like an air raid siren goes off. And you're like, hang on, what's going on a second? <laughs> and all the barmaids, or... or Anyone behind the bar, they all take their tops off. Oh, I say. I say. What has happened here? Jackpot. Strip club, come to us. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mind you, you would know as well, Carl. Newcastle and a bad away day. Well, I I went to Newcastle away. I I noticed you didn't mention. Yeah, I know. You were with me. I I, I drove up there for that one. I noticed you didn't mention that one. Is there any particular reason why? Because that was a good day. Um, Oh, what? The last one we went to? Yeah, when I drove up. Yeah. Well, it it wasn't a very pleasant journey back, was it? (laughs) (laughs) The mind boggles. <laughs> the no, mind it boggles. No, it, it wasn't. If you I had smell a vision and surround a sound, I then had to burn, I had to burn all my clothes. Oh my good god! That vehicle was, it couldn't be repaired again. That vehicle. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, disinfected, didn't it? Oh. <laughs> Marvelous. Oh dear. So, David, where, what was your um, what was your first Watford game? It was 1968. Oh my god! I think we played. I don't know if it was Queen's Park Rangers or Bolton Wanderers at oh, home. 1968. Yeah, with my dad. And I think I think we lost 1-0. Oh, good. So I can't, can't be... I, yeah, I can't be... To, you got used to being a Watford fan quite early on then. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, talk to me about the early 70s. That's being a real Watford fan. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, just, just on that, just... Uh, yeah. How do you kind of look back at, you know, Graham Taylor's time and what, what he achieved at the club and, and kind of what's going on now? Do you... Is there a comparison there? Do you think? Do you think there's like a, a what from the seventies? Yeah, what, from yeah. the seventies. Well, before Graham Tone got there, we were awful, absolutely mm. awful, and I don't think supporters now realise how we were. Uh, and then we got that lucky turn of um, Graham Taylor turning down West Bromwich Albion, who were then a first division club, to come to Little Old Watford in the fourth division with Elton, that and the rest now, is history. It? That wouldn't happen, would it? Nowadays, not. You know, 
now, not nowadays. No, we we were actually on the verge of getting Bobby Moore. Yeah, yeah I heard that. that we yeah. actually agreed a, a contract with Bobby Moore. That was from Elton John, wasn't it? Elton John approached yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that fell through. And I think I don't, who was it? Was it Don Revy? I think it was Don Revy that suggested to Elton John get this young manager from Lincoln. Right. And he was on the verge of signing for West Bromwich Albion. And the rest is history. And the rest is history, yeah. How do you see the ownership, David? Do you, do you like what the owners have done? I mean, especially, I mean, if, if I think about you when you said you, your, your first game was in the um, 60s, like, like you look at Vicarage Road now. Yeah. You know, how, how, oh, the well, ground now, oh, yeah. it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a dream now. Mm. I mean, owners have done now. I mean, they, Graham Taylor started it all and they kind of finished it off. Yeah. Because when Graham Taylor first came in, he turned around and said, we want seats in the Rookery, we want seats in the Vicarage Road end. He said, I'm and the bench, the um, substitutes bench, he said, I'm not going to put a covered bench up until the actual supporters have got a covered end. And he act- and he kept to his words. So he actually started it all off, oh, and these new owners yeah. have finished it off. Yeah. And I, I think we've got a wonderful ground now. Oh, it's a I'd brilliant ground. I'd mm. hate to well, leave there. Well, that was going to be my kind of, you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on the on the rumours that we, we've been saying? Uh, uh, no, I, I just, it's too much history there. Not just for me, but for other people as well. It's uh, it's it's our home, isn't it? It's I mean, not just a stadium, it's our home. It's where, it's our home ground. It's our home. Yeah, and it, it, I don't, it, it's, it's Watford. It's Watford, So yeah. I can't see us in one of these other grounds. We haven't got the, the fan base to... Have a bigger ground. No. No. I mean, we, we struggle now to fill up 20, 23,000, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just a bit more now, I think, because they've done the, the yeah. corners. Yeah. 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 Roughly yeah. 20, 20, so, and I, I, no, I, no, Watford is, that to me is, will always be Watford. I agree. Yeah. I strongly agree with that. I'm very, yeah. very much against moving ground. Yeah. I, I drove past the proposed yeah. site yesterday and thought, this is not Watford. It's miles away. No. It's, you know. No. And what's the transport getting there? You, there is none, is there? There's no. only a bus, no, no. isn't there? Just going to get a tram in. in yeah, from Morrison's. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put. I think we're going to build it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, got, he's got big plans for it. So, so David, as a fan of uh, some substantial years, going to yeah. put you on a spot here a bit. Who's been, would you say, the best player you've seen play for Watford since 1968? Uh, well, there's been plenty. I mean, my all-time favourite player is Ian Bolton. Right. The centre half. He, he was Graham Taylor's first signing right. back in 77. And I was lucky enough to see the likes of Stuart Scullion, mm. Barry Endy. Mm. But the one player that stands out has got to be John Barnes. Really? Yeah. He really has to have a player of that talent. Mm. And what he went on to achieve, yeah, it's got to be John Barnes. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, I, mean, I could name a load of players. Mm. I mean, I really could go through a load of players. But I mean, Ian Bolton's my all-time favourite player. No nonsense centre half. John Barnes would be the most talented player I've seen at Watford. So that's quite interesting because John Barnes left in eighty-six, eighty-seven, something like yeah. that. So, I mean, that's what you know coming up for you know 35 years ago so it's quite interesting that since 1986 or 87 you haven't seen anybody surpass John Barnes in terms of style and skill and flair or whatever it is you liked about John Barnes well it depends what position you play doesn't it I mean to say I, I was a great lover about Alman Abdi in midfield yeah and another one that, uh, back from the back again 
You get you get the players like and you, you probably haven't heard of people like the Roger Jocelyns and the Les Taylors. Les Taylor. They were the engines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were the engines of the football club. You don't really get that now. Mm. You know, they were no nonsense footballers. That if you, and you could tackle in them days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't do you that now. Can't, you can't <laughs> tackle now. You know, you can't tackle. Yeah. And you got that, and people like John Barnes was playing in that era. Mm. So I used to think a proper tackle was as good as a goal. You know, like a proper. Yeah, a proper tackle in the right way. Yeah, a proper tackle is seeing Paul Robinson on his debut putting a Luton Town player in Rose Dead. He was great. Yeah. That's a proper tackle. Yeah, it was a proper... He always looked like he was going to break someone's legs, Robbo. As soon as he came on, he had that steely look in his eye, didn't he? So, I'm going to get this job done. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. David, thanks so yeah. much for that. I'm, I'm definitely going to um, catch you for a beer uh, when we can. No doubt I'll, I'll bump it's into you. It's Eric's round, isn't it? Always Eric's round, mate. Yeah, it's always yeah. Eric's round. David, it's been a, a yeah. pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much for giving up some of your evening to talk to us. It's been great, mate. Thank no, you. No problem. Thanks for having us. Uh, Thanks, right, good stuff. Bye, David, bye. I'll catch you soon. Yeah, we'll do, mate. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, my name's Chris Stark. I'm from BBC Radio 1, that Peter Crouch podcast. And you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Right, Hemel, you and me have been to quite a few away grounds over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've, we've uh, consumed some beers in that time as well yeah uh, what's been your favorite weather spoons <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking i'm literally joking i'm not even gonna <laughs> favorite away day come on favorite away day so i'll start off with i think um last season no a few seasons back in the fa cup when we went to qpr that was quite oh, a nice that little awesome, that kicked off at the end yeah um it was a bit of a it, you know it was a nice little day it was Obviously, mid it was like nearly on a Friday. It was a bit of a strange yeah. one after work. Yeah, uh, we we met we met at the train station, had a, a lot of beers, a few beers on that, um, and then we went down to the pub, got a we got a kebab. I got a free kebab. I got yeah. my, my kebab was free because um, I I kind of got bundled to the end of the line, and then I went to the to the till bit, and the the guy just ignored me and walked off. So I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, also like the concourse and that was just so small. I've never seen a concourse that yeah, small. It's a tiny it was literally bit. like a, it was it was like a hallway basically. Is this I at Loftus Road at the away end? Yeah, yeah, it is a it bit Mickey not, Mouse, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I, again, I'd always call it Loftus Road because it, it's got some stupid name. Now it's Loftus Road, man. Isn't yeah? It's you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it, it's a tight, horrible ground, and you're you're almost over the pitch, like you're almost over the crossbar when you're in that. Top. It's a very oh, strange yeah, little yeah, ground. That so so tight up there. Yeah. Yes. Um, another one, obviously, is Bournemouth, and that's that's a personal one as well because I went to uni there for for many years. Um, so I've got a quite a, check him out know. with his degree, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hang around, yeah. mate. I hang around with people that are a lot smarter than me. <laughs> it, gets, it gets me out. Of, you know, when somebody throws a dodgy word at me, I don't know what it means. I can just turn to Hemel and say, "What? What does that?" Mean? What you, yeah, was he just called me there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously Bournemouth, um, yeah, obviously living there for so long. And and we actually, I, I started university, like I started going to university there when, you know, in our promotion season. And, you know, my first experience of, of uh, Bournemouth away was that game where um, I think it was Angela got a red card in 30 seconds and oh, it just started clicking yes. off. That yes. was my first experience of, uh, you know, the <laughs> stadium, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, yeah um and yeah so um yeah that's a you know first experience and you know obviously living down there you're just surrounded by Bournemouth fans and yeah just it's it's good when we you know that was it last season well yeah last season when we got that 3-0 win that was amazing like last season, um, it? but it's not yeah, yeah, it was, yeah well yeah. not last season but the yeah, season I know what you mean. I keep doing it. I keep going oh last season we were allowed at football which is basically last season as far as I'm concerned it's almost like the championship that what we've just been through didn't happen yeah like, that's we've all, that... we've all been in well, this, you, this you went to both the home games didn't you you went to Cardiff and Rotherham I saw us lose to Cardiff and beat Rotherham yeah, yeah I went to Rotherham um, and it was it was weird because you could actually hear the players talking and there was I don't know I've shared this on a podcast before but they substituted one of the players and instead of going across to the side of the pitch to shake the hand of the teammate uh, who was coming on he came off behind the goal where we yeah. were in the Vicarage Road end and someone a voice no louder than I'm speaking now went see you later then and he turned around and he went I'm f- Knackered, <laughs> he walked off towards the towards the halfway yeah, line. So it was it was a bit like that because I mean I'm quite loud with the old voice at uh, yeah at the games and I I kind of over I overcooked my eggs at this at the Rotherham game because obviously we're winning and I, I went to shout like you horns are we at at the full desk and I didn't need to and people looked at me to sort of say all right calm yeah calm down mate. <laughs> Come on. Back a bit there. <laughs> it up. It's nice to have your voice back to normal, Carl, after the uh, the pond yeah. experience. <laughs> um, the next door next door neighbour's been killed as well. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, no more knocking. Yeah, no, no, no. I beat him to death with the hammer. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, glad to hear that. Um, so, um, Troy Deeney, Hemel, where do you stand on Troy Deeney? Obviously, you know, as as the previous. Uh, People said that, you know, he's a great servant for the club. You know, he's a legend. He's he scored some wonderful goals, it's, you know, including that Leicester one that everyone will never forget. Not even... Eight not years ago fans, today, but... as we record. Eight years ago today. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's he's a great legend uh, for the club. But um, I think, as you said as well, that, you know, we're actually proving that we can score more goals without him. Um, you know, over the years, we've been so reliant on him. Hmm. Um, I think that, you know, now it's time to move on. I think he he's kind of wants to move on now. I've heard that, you know, he's got his eye on, in, on America. Um, you know, the America... You know, It'd um, be tricky to do yeah, his the, talk sport thing from there, isn't it? And his, um, and his, his columns in the newspapers and stuff. That's, yeah. uh, think, that, that's I, quite I a slip. Personally, though, if he gets an offer which is a big one, which potentially could come from, you know, even the Ashley, the, the Ashley Young deal is not sealed. No, he's looking David at David Beckham's, Beckham's team, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and his bloody purse strings have come into it now. So I think if the offer's there in America, it's actually a sensible deal for him because he'll still play football and get paid a stupid amount of money. I think he'll do bits in that league as well with his strength. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he, they're, they, they're not used to a striker like Troy Deeney, really. Even of his age, it, you know, he's still got that kind of physical, you know, he can... It's not, um, you know, Premier League is quite quite a high octane kind of uh, level of football, but you know, MLS is a bit low, um, and he can probably he can probably actually like you know show his show his old kind of self back in the MLS. They'll love him. They'll love him in the MLS. I think he's just got that character, isn't he? I think the Americans will love his his attitude and the way he sort of talks off pitch and things. I think they'll just find that really refreshing and different. Having someone like Troy Deeney yeah, telling it how it is. No, no, that'll be quite a refreshing for them. Yeah. Um, Hemel, what what have we got to do next season to to stay up? And obviously, we we'll probably be going to most games. Fingers crossed, touch some wood. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've got a good core. Um, we've shown it this season, obviously, you know, conceding the lowest amount of goals, you know, in, in the league. And I think that we just need to solidify kind of certain areas of the team, um, especially striking. I think we need a prolific goal scorer um, to really help yeah, us. Yeah. You know, because you, you see you see teams come up and, you know, one player just absolutely just, you know, bangs them in left, right and centre. Um and I just used, keep the team. I use Norwich. Uh, I know they went down in the end, but um, Pookie when he yeah when they first signed him, he scored fifteen, sixteen goals, didn't he? I think. Yeah, he yes. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 what we need. We need. I, I completely agree with that. And I look at um, uh, Abraham's at, at Chelsea. You know, his future's a little bit in doubt. Does he want to leave Chelsea or would he go out alone? You know, would would yeah. like would, would Tammy like... Abraham's fit in? With us, I'd love to get Tammy would you? Yeah, yeah. Who was he with yeah, he before? Was it Swansea? He was on loan to. He was on loan to. Yeah, he scored was goals. It? He scored goals. He did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did. You know, so I'm not saying him is a. That's my thing, but you know, someone of his ilk that's in a big team that probably can't, you know, get first team regular football because, I, you know, I, I'm a, probably a little bit like you, Justin. I don't really know who's available, who's out there at the moment. I know we've been linked with some lad in South America, but Popso's sort of net that they fish in to, to get these players is so vast it's very rare they'll come in nine times out of ten you've never heard of them well they'll chuck you a curveball occasionally like um, Craig Dawson and you just yeah. think well that was a bit unexpected um, no. and that didn't exactly pan out particularly well for us but but yeah oh, it's well, yeah let's not talk about well let's talk about that guy for a minute actually you know he did score again the other day again I don't think he knew very much about it um, having seen it I think it was a bit sort of an accidental goal I yeah, just in the face. Hit him in the face. I just don't want to see him play in the Premier League for Watford. I just want him to move on now. It's 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 like a boil that needs lancing. He's just got to go. He's got to go. It grieves me that he's on our books absorbing all that money when we could have someone decent on that money scoring goals and being a you know a, a successful contributor to the cause. And it ain't him. And it's never going to change, Carl. You said to me, he'll score goals in the championship. And I think that was kind of a consensus. I, I said to you, he won't. I said, he ain't going to score goals. But, you know, give him a go. He didn't score goals, did he? He was pretty much useless. Um, and he's just absorbing an enormous amount of money out of the coffers that could be spent on someone decent, in my opinion. So, I, I really, I know he's got another year to go, but please, someone pick him up and take him. Anyone, you know. I'd drop him up the road to them lot. Well, they can have him. He came from there. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, yeah, via there, yeah. Brentford and... Yeah, via there. But yeah, you're right. I did say that. I did say he scored goals. But he should. And that's what I'm saying. And he has done in the past. And... Even yeah, if you look, if you look at his record, his goal scoring record at other clubs, it's good. It is good, but not not just his goal scoring record, Cole. There was the whole thing with the COVID, the whole "feel sorry for me" video. You know, he doesn't conduct himself particularly well off the pitch. I don't think. I think his attitude's pretty poor. I can't see yeah. really anything redeeming about him. He's got a nice smile. He's got he's got some cracking tattoos. I mean, God knows how long he sat in the chair for that because that, that, that you know that must have cost him a fortune as well. Probably at least you know half a week's wages. I, I think he's in I think he's in danger of. I mean, like you say, he's already lost the majority of the fan base. But I think he's in danger of, and I and I'd never want to see it. He, you know, a player in a Watford shirt comes on a Vicarage Road and gets booed. Hmm. You know, and I know it does happen, but gets booed because. 
they're done. They, they, there's just no. Doesn't matter what he does now. He can't redeem himself, and he, he's 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 you know, he, for me. He's, he's there, up, isn't he? He's, he's knocking on that door now. He's knocking. he's knocking on that door, and in terms of his performances, for me, he's up there with the likes of Bruce Dyer and Steve Cabber and other strikers that just have not got what it takes Steve to score. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Is he not the same, really? Well, no. Well, he's not. He's worse because of the, the points that you've just touched on. I think because you, the, the bits that you've just said, everything that goes on off the field with Andre Bay. Quite, and, uh, and he, he's probably the, being paid seven times what Cavs was being paid as well so yeah, um, pff, yeah, yeah, for me I he's mean, done Nathan Ellington was a good insight when we spoke to Marlon King yeah. um, and, and from the outside looking in it was Nathan Ellington was a useless waste of space and mm. actually there was a lot more to it that it, you know he decided to change his religion and, and, and so forth and he just yeah. let, oh, that's right. let I mean, himself go you know. yeah but at the end of the day so, he was but three... yeah I mean I, I, I do agree I do agree with you I, I can't deny it but um, he's got to go, I think, and success as well. He, he, chance after chance, yes, he's had injuries, but I still can't really see, apart from that cracking goal that he scored against Swansea. If he'd have done that another three times, I'd say, well, look, he's got that in the in the locker, so we'll we'll keep him just for those three, four goals he'll score a season. He ain't got that in him. He spends most of the time on his ass. He's just lazy. He's, I just can't see anything I mean, about don't him. sit on the fence with this, Justin. I want I'm not going to sit on the fence with him, mate. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with success. I'm done with Gray. They can both do one and get out of the club as far as I'm concerned. And uh, there will be better striking options out there available. We can live without them. Just get them off the wage book. They're just too expensive. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. I said, like, if, you give me, if, if you give me one that I've got to keep, I think we should open the door, open the cabinet for the striking department. Hmm. I'd keep Troy Deeney, honestly and truthfully, because I think he brings more than any any other one there. But other than that, you know, when you're talking about success and grey, Jesus Christ, I mean... It's just not a pairing made in heaven, is it? I reckon, just... David, I reckon David would score a few goals. Yeah, I reckon get your boots on, David. Success, uh, yeah. you know. And I've seen David run to the bar to get the, to get the first... No, I've never seen David run to the bar to get the first... <laughs> he's I'm muted now, right. so he's got no right yeah, to reply to this. Hemel, just very quickly, um, which ground are you most looking forward to going to next season? Um, I've got to say um, the new White Hart Lane again. It's great, great stadium, great setup for the way fans. You know, before you can go to a pub around the corners and have a beer and then... We saw Emma last time as well. Yeah, exactly. That's even a plus, isn't it? That's a plus, that's a plus. We've taken up plenty of your time, mate. Thank you for for giving it up. No worries. Appreciate it. Yeah, cheers for coming on, mate. I will see you very soon. Yes, certainly. Cheeky bike ride. Now my bike's hit. Yes. The many punches you get. Well, mate, I have more punches than Michelin. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Nick Wright. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. So, Cole, let's look back on our podcast now rather than Watford. Uh, obviously, we started this back in late October, I think it was. Um, and um, certainly for the first few months, we did a lot of moaning uh, and uh, we both decided between us that doing a podcast where you moan is much easier than doing one when you've got to be positive <laughs> because it's just it just is. Looking back on the guests and stuff we've had on, what have been your highlights of the podcast? Well, I've got to be honest, I, when we, we kind of sat down for that first time and we said we, this is what you know we were going to do and I, I, I was doing the videos on YouTube and they were okay and it was fine um, but this was obviously something that I wanted to do. I never thought for a minute that we would get to speak to the people that we've spoken to. No, I mean you know, neither. And, and and throughout the season, for every single one of them that's that's contributed, it's 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 been brilliant. Um, you know, and, and the insights that you get is amazing. And unfortunately, we can't we can't put everything out there. You know, and some of the stories that me and you have been privy to, 
that well, we haven't been able to put out there. For legal reasons, some of them. <laughs> some yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are like, woo. Yeah, but, um, but just mind-blowing. Um, I think a, a personal highlight, just to talk to him, Alman Abdi. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was, uh, and as David uh, mentioned a bit ago, he was just a, a beautiful footballer to watch, you know, just a Rolls-Royce of a player mm. um, and, and, and a player that I was privileged to see. But I think for insight and actually, you know, getting to getting to talk to him and stuff. Um, I mean, there's two. There's two I've mentioned here. Uh, Luther Blissett, yeah, because you know he's he's given us so much time. Yeah, on he this podcast. But I think Peter Kennedy for me, mm. and the, and the reason I say that it, it was just he was you know what you know whatever you want to whatever you want to ask, and he would just straight down the line, and you know even even stuff about his deals, you know, and things that went pear shaped. Yeah, you know, yeah. amazing, just like. It's just mad that that stuff goes on. Yeah, he wasn't very kind about Sam Allardyce, was he? He didn't like no, Sam. He wasn't. <laughs> no, uh, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It's just stuff like that. You just, you know, play it, play it. You forget, and it's really easy to forget that they're human beings. Yeah, and it is. Just like my boss and your boss, or Hemel's, or whoever mm. David David's boss is his missus. But um, <laughs> you can't. You're just human, and it, you know you don't. You can't get on with everyone, and it's and, and that's life. Yeah. But, for, but for some reason, people just assume footballers get on with everyone, and they don't. You know, mm. so mm. no, it was good. It's um, what about you? What, what's what's been your uh, what's been your highlight? Well, same as you, really. The fact that we started this off with no um, sort of vision. Well, we had a vision, um, but we didn't really know where it was going to go. Call it a vision. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a vision, really. I think I think I messaged you a couple of times. It was, yeah. I think I messaged you a couple of times and said, I think we should start a podcast. And you said, all right. And then I think we had a couple of hours down the gate. And then a week later, we went live. Um, Mm. So I don't think I had any idea that we would be talking to the people that we spoke to. I'm always amazed when you and I come on a bit earlier and then the name pops up to say they're in the room and we add them in and off we go. Obviously, you and I don't ever script anything ever. We just, I don't think we've ever planned any podcast we've ever done. We've always just gone, let's just do it. So, you know, occasionally we might discuss beforehand, I think we should ask so-and-so this question or talk about this time, but we never actually say, and the question will be phrased as this and you're going to say it. It's just left to run as it runs. Um, I was amazed when Jay Demerit messaged me back and said yes. Um, yeah, that was good. That was awesome, wasn't it? And he was just so positive and so giving in his interview that I, I just we could have spoke to him for hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, he's got a really interesting story as well. And he, you know, he must have told it a thousand times, but he still managed to make it sound you know, fresh and exciting. So Jay Demerit was a, was definitely one. I loved having Andy Collins on because I thought he was just so funny. He was, um, <laughs> he was just brilliant. Great. Goalkeeper shirts. Yeah, goalkeeper shirts and cracking his head open when Lloyd Doyley scored. Um, so that was good for me. Um, but really, all the guests that come on have been great. I can think of one Very that honest. I struggled with. There was one that yeah. we both struggled with. I don't think we'll name them, but there was one guest that I thought, I don't even know if I'm going to edit this and put it out because I th- listening back to it, it was better than I thought it was when we recorded it. Yeah, yeah, it was hard, wasn't it? It was hard going. I know, it's I know, really hard I know going. the one you're on about there. That was hard going. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, um, especially uh, Jono as well. I thought Jono, Jono was, was amazing. Jono was great fun because that was literally like having a drink with Jono. We both, both, we both Jono and I had a glass of red wine. We didn't even have a clue that we were going to be drinking when we sort of logged on and he's sitting there with a glass of red wine. I'm sat there with a glass of red wine. You had your, your squash or your beer or whatever it was. And it just felt like having a drink with Jono. That was absolutely yeah. amazing. And he was, again, another guy that must have told his story a thousand times but just made it sound 
interesting. So I've, they've all been, I think all the guests have been great, apart from that one that I can think of that was like pulling teeth. And I don't know whether that came across in the actual final edit because I've listened to it two or three times since and you can't tell that we were struggling. But I think that was clever no. editing on my part because... Yeah, yeah you've done, well, you done well with the editing there, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I literally thought, my God, I mean, I'm not going to give anything away, but there was a particular season that was good for us. And, you know, I was expecting a longer answer to, do you have any really good memories of that season? And no. not and not just to say <laughs> no, and then leave it hanging. No, I don't. No. <laughs> you just went, no. Are you, but, uh, are oh, you sure? Well, yeah. What about... <laughs> what about this game and that oh, game? Oh, yeah, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, that okay. one was not expecting that at all. All so. right, then. Yeah. Yeah, and that just threw me completely. Um, yeah. And obviously... Obviously, there's a few little gaps in my time at Watford. There was times when I had to work and it, it, for long times, and there's also a time sort of the the championship season before we got promoted. I didn't go, so the fact that you had more knowledge about Alman Abdi than me was amazing because I would have struggled to really get a decent interview out of Alman because I wouldn't have been able to say, "Do you remember this goal? Do you remember this?" Yeah, game? and it was weird because I always remember the, the, the kind of reason he—not that he retired, but he really struggled—was because we had the same injury. Yeah, and your feet. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's quite. I've, I've ne- probably spoke to two, three people in my lifetime that have had the same injury. Right. Um, and it, it, if you've ever suffered with it, Plantus. He, he knew straight away, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he knew straight away. Yeah, but in the mornings when you used to get out of bed, you literally cannot stand on your foot. I mean, it's like excruciating. You know, mm. for, for an hour or so. Oh. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, just little, little connections, I, I guess. And um, yeah, no, like you say, they were, everyone's been brilliant and. Uh, much appreciated but there's more to come there is more to season. come yeah there's more to come and yeah. <laughs> and of course we've still got Tommy Smith to speak to and um, who else have we got to see? oh uh, Johnny Phillips has today said he's going to talk to us now Johnny Phillips is the the other commentator of the uh, game against Leicester he's the guy who struggled with his headphones or, and didn't know what to say like that. yeah that's or him like that, yeah. yeah he said he said he's going to join us as well do not scratch your eyes yeah so thank you very much for listening hope you have a good summer uh, and hope you manage to get away somewhere nice and uh, have a bit of a holiday because God knows we all need one uh, and until next season, it's a goodbye from me. And it's come on England from me. See you later. Ta-da. Ta-da. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and
and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.